Hey, Brian, how you doing? I'm doing great, John. Great to see you today. Yeah, nice to see you as always. I wanted just to kind of pick your brain a little bit. You know, what do you think about this trials, you know, in the wake of COVID? Well, I think it's certainly an issue you're going to have to board dire the jury on. Are they going to give them the break? Are they going to put them ahead of you before you begin the trial? Are you going to start the trial on the same line as if you're starting a race? And that's an issue clearly you're going to have to deal with. Most people think doctors tell the truth. So they, you know, they think, well, I, I rely on my doctor. Why should, why is this doctor going to be sued? So I think there's some challenges, but uh, your case, I like the damages and you have the nice plaintiffs and uh, uh, you get to do a trial in, in this COVID environment. Yeah. You know, for me, that was the main thing to be honest. Um, you know, and I know that you are friends with and connect with a lot of really great trial lawyers across the country. You know, if you had to kind of gauge the temperature of juries, you know, post-COVID, during COVID, in comparison to before COVID, you know, what would you say? What's the trend? Well, initially, you know, I was involved in some research projects and I thought it was bad for the planet. But I think things are changing. People are adapting. And I think that there are unique challenges as to distancing and such. But I think it's going to be okay for you. Awesome. And I know uh, you're kind of right in the middle of a trial, starting one or... Yeah, you know, we're how's starting that going? Up. we've been out there for a long time. Well, it's different. You know, you look, and in the jury box, there's three jurors, and uh, we're going to have a total of 21 total for the trial, but we're going to board our 21 at a time. So as where you stand, you're looking forward or five jurors to your left or another 10 or nine, and then to your other right is another eight or nine. So you've got to have peripheral vision and be able to see all the jurors when you board iron. And then when you're questioning the witness, so it's going to be a challenge, but all of us need to adapt to this environment. It may be here for a while. And if you want to try cases and your clients need you to do that, you got to do it. So what are you doing with uh, face mask or shields? I, I'm sure okay. you've thought so it face out. Face mask, we're, they're required. We're all wearing it. Shields, since there's plexiglass in front of the witness, we're going to have shields set for the, for the witnesses so they won't have to wear a face mask so they can have a shield so people can see them. We're also going to have, there are screens in the back of the courtroom on both sides where people can see from there also what's going on. It's also going to be on CBN Courtview Network where we can, uh, it can be, it's sent to another courtroom where people can watch the stream. Now, is the judge allowing you the option of a, a shield versus a mask? No, you could have a, you could have a shield, but you need a mask also. Okay, so you you got to be like this the whole time. That's the way it is. But you know, I've been doing this for a long time. In COVID, I've been in court quite often. At, at first, it was hard, but it kind of just adapted to it, and I feel okay about it. You know. You know, in my experience, a lot of uh, judges' um, reaction to motions or, you know, me trying to strike jurors is based on how many jurors they got. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I'm a little afraid it, with COVID and limited number of jurors in the courtroom, then the, the court isn't going to be as amenable to strike jurors as they otherwise would be. 
Well, uh, that is certainly always an issue, even not even in COVID. You know, I always raise that with the judge and make sure they have enough jurors. Now, judges are, are on a time schedule, most of them. So it's, it's a challenge. Try to get as many as you can there so you can say, look, judge, we, we got all these extra jurors. Why do we need this one that they're wavering or they're a wobbler and they're not really sure? Why take a chance? This is our client's only chance. It's a big case for both sides. So we need fair and impartial jurors. So I would work that into my voir dire. I don't know. My understanding is if you could have an unlimited voir dire, you put up those issues right away. I think you're going to be ahead of the game. Hopefully the judge is good on cause. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and, and so, Brian, what is your overall sort of approach in jury selection? I've heard some lawyers say, look, they want to start planning themes or they want to build a tribe. I'm basically just looking for, you know, my shit jurors for the most part to get rid well, of. I'm you know, how looking, do you? I'm like you. I want to find the bad ones, but I'm, I'm always worried about money. So I'm looking for people that think jury verdicts are too high. People are too ready to lawsuits cost us all too much money. Accidents happen. People need to move on. And most people that have personal injury lawsuits tend to exaggerate. Those are the questions that I want to know. Even in your case, with the catastrophic injuries and the huge economic loss, if somebody has that mindset that things happen, live with it, or they don't want to give money because people are too so happy, forget anything else. Those are you want to get off. They're okay. not going to help you at all. I wanted to jump in there real quick, um, Brian. I really appreciate it, and I should call you Mr. Panish. You know, it's That's what it, it's an it's an honor. But um, having heard that comment about you don't want to point out the good ones on your side, I, I didn't even think about that. I, I'm a little embarrassed, but it makes br a brilliant sense to be able to see that you don't want to expose all your cards either. It's kind of like a poker game. It is, but the defendants who they want to expose them, so I don't. I think you have to worry about that. Yeah. Well, there's a whole yeah. art and science to that, you know. Right. And Brian, um, you know, what do you think about just as we're talking about jury selection, stereotypes, just general stereotypes? Like I, I you think know, they I've, don't work, man. Yeah, I mean, other than this, I'll tell you this. Accountants, not good. IRS <laughs> auditors, not good. Police officers, usually not good. But then again, you could find good ones within that, you know, different stereotype for race. You can't really go with that anymore. So I think you got to look to, in this world that we're in. It's amazing. But some people can be good for you. But I mean, obviously, claims adjusters are probably not going to be good for you. Right. I, I have about? a question, actually. Sorry to jump in there about the with the jury because of, you know, you're looking for different demographics. Since the jury has to wear masks, how are you able to tell based on their nonverbal responses if you're losing half their face? It's pretty tough, Sean. Uh, I haven't been able to do it yet, but we are, if we want to, the judge will allow us to question individuals behind plexiglass. But no, it, it's a tough, you know, these are all these things are constantly evolving that we're trying to learn about how to do better. We first learned how to do Zoom depositions. Now we're dominant to doing yeah. some witnesses. So we can do it and it can be done. You got to be creative and resilient. 
let me ask you about two types of jurors for this case. One, any kind of medical provider, a no. nurse, a bad, bad, bad across the board. Nurses, in my um, opinion, are normally not good for personal injury cases. I, I concur. I agree. What do you think, uh, Brian? Um, I have a thought, but I wonder what yours is. Um, do you are you trending toward longer presentations or shorter presentations? Shorter. Tell us why. When the jurors get bored, lawyers tend to, to uh, repeat themselves. But look at it this way: everyone, people don't really watch the news. The younger people, they get their news in in five minutes or less on the internet. People get all their information from screens and they're waiting for the commercial. Their attention span is not that great. And we think that we have to make the same point five times. And the biggest thing that I hear from jurors is why the lawyers ask the same questions all the time. Don't they think we get it the first time? Would you um, say a trial like this? You know, I sometimes will actually encourage the judge to put time limits on us. You know, like a case like this, I feel like I would be better. I don't want the thing going five weeks, six weeks, you know, no, all that. So have, have you ever done that? I haven't asked the judge, but I've had them imposed on me. No doubt. I've had just clock being used in trials. And <laughs> how, how do you feel yeah. like, how do you like it? Do you like it, dislike it? Uh, it just depends on the limits, of course. But yes, I think it's good to, for, you know, my philosophy is, Less is more. Yes. All right. Um, so what what other general advice would you give me? You know, what's say, what would be important? Talk to people that have done it before because there are some nuances to it. Study up on it. Find out about the venue and the jurors. And I think, you know, running some jury studies or some kind of internet things like uh, jury analyst does that you can have an opportunity to get a little hometown flavor what's going on and and so you have some challenges but you have a deserving client that has catastrophic injuries and it's either that or stay home in san diego so you might as well get out there and do it right <laughs> let's get out there and do it I'm i was curious because i've been reading articles about doing hybrid trials using some form of virtual you know whether whether the jury's at a, a conference room with cameras on them or if they're separated, you know, I'm just trying to look at alternatives because I'm, I want to come at, I want to be one of the proponents for trials moving forward instead of having the stacks pushed out two years. It's ridiculous. You got to get these cases tried and we're waiting now. Yeah, that's a Nevada term stack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm licensed, Nevada and California. Yeah. So I would say this I'm not sold on total virtual. I'm okay with certain witnesses come by Zoom. I've done that before, not by Zoom, but other methodology. And I think that's okay. That's why it's important to have videos. I'm going to play a lot of videotapes of the depositions rather than bring the people in. Because number one, I like to play because they're already pinned down. Number two, they're not going to be mad at you for playing so much video when you explain the whole COVID situation. So I think it's a great opportunity to do that. Let me point out, you know, now that you're talking about that, Brian, a little nuance to your appearance today, and that is that you appear to be standing. Is that right? I, I, I do all my depositions now standing. Part of it is for conditioning, but also oh, I just feel oh, better 
like I'm in court and I'm when I'm questioning somebody, I really like it. It's comfortable. I feel better. I'm not a good questioner sitting in a chair. I feel much right. freer, much more open, much better standing up. So I don't I don't like to sit in a conference room and take depositions. I'm, yeah. I'm jumping at the bit over here. I love that because, uh, you know, I, I do uh, comedy. That's my hobby. And I do stand up comedy. And when you're standing, you just breathe better. The air is coming through your body. Oh, you can you just let it out. Up and, and you have the whole presence. Yeah, it's a whole theatrical thing, oh, like too. I like it. This is Brian Panish from Get In The Game Podcasts about lawyers in the legal field. Hope you like what you're hearing. If you do, remember, sharing is caring. Subscribe, share, share, and share. Thanks, and get in the game.